I'm going to hand it over to Maya. She's going to bring an amazing word um, to us now. Okay, okay. So, what was it that the angels announced? Lucia, what was it? It was good news that was going to bring great joy. Great joy. And we sang a song earlier, Joy to the World. It's one of my faves. We could almost have sung that other great hymn, If You're Happy and You Know It. Okay, stop there. That'll do. What are some of the things that make you guys happy? Candy canes. Naps. Naps. Chocolate. Everyone's thinking food, aren't they? Did you say your wife? I'll ride your bike. Also, your wife. That too. Joy is something different, though, to being happy. And if you think about it, what was it? Why did Lucia tell us it was about this good news that brought great joy? Well, the good news was about someone who was born. And who was the someone who was born? Jesus. Jesus. So Jesus is the one who brings the joy. Now, I don't know if you noticed in that song we sang, Joy to the World, there's this great line that I love that says, let every heart prepare him room. Kind of like the innkeeper, prepare him room. And I want you to think about a moment for your, about your house. Okay, Each of you live in a house of some kind, and it has a few different rooms in it. What's your favorite room in your house? Bedroom? Bathroom? Living room? Bathroom? The bathroom? Kitchen? Because that's where the food is? Okay, here's a question. Which is the messiest room in your house? I reckon people without children, what's the messiest room in your house? Bedroom? I'm not sure if it's Ruby or Izzy's in our house. Probably Izzy's, I'll be honest. If you think about it, Guys, did mum and dad ever make you tidy up before visitors come around? Yes. yes. Does anyone, like grown-ups, do you, do you make yourself tidy up or do you make someone else tidy up before visitors come around? You don't tidy up everywhere, though, do you, when you've got visitors coming around? You don't tidy up everywhere. You just tidy the places that the visitors are going to go. Have you ever been caught out and you thought that they weren't going to go there, but then they did? And you're like, we just chucked all the things in there. Well, I want you to imagine Jesus as a visitor who comes to your house. And Jesus comes and he pushes the doorbell, ding dong, or knocks on the door. And Jesus comes in. And it talks in Ephesians 3, 16 to 17, about how Jesus makes his home in our hearts. If you think of your heart as a home, so your life, your inner life as a house, he makes himself at home there. Now, when someone makes themselves at home in your house, it means they're not a guest anymore, right? If you're a guest and you come to my house as a guest, you don't just get to go to the fridge and help yourself. I might offer you something and you can say, yes, please. But when you say to someone, make yourself at home, that means they can just help themselves. They can be whatever. And, and Jesus, he doesn't just stick to the rooms of your life that you've tidied up. You know your junk room? 
Guys, adults, we all have a junk room, don't we? Yeah. Maybe that's just your own bedroom. <laughs> he goes into that. And he, but he doesn't do it in a nosy, judgy kind of way. Like, like when I walk past Isabel's room and I look at the door and I go, oh, Isabel. <laughs> he doesn't do that. He doesn't come into my life and then look at there and go, oh, Maya. God, oh, just close the door. Jesus is happy to live in even the messiest rooms of your life. Even the messiest rooms of your life. Jesus might say, hey, should we tidy this up? He's like Marie Kondo. You guys are into that. I'm into that. The rooms of your life that aren't tidy, they're like the places in your heart where you have some big kind of negative feelings, where you're angry, where you're sad, or maybe you've got some bad habits. You know, the things of yourself that you're not really that proud of, the things that you might like to hide away. You don't need to hide away those things from God. And when we invite Jesus into the areas of our life that make us mad or sad, we find that he brings joy with him as well. He brings joy into those places. And even in those times where if someone started singing, if you're happy and you know it, and you would not be like, I'm not happy. I can't clap my hands. I'm not going to stamp my feet. I'm not going to nod my head. I'm not going to turn around. Because that is just not the space you're in. Even in those times, Jesus can bring joy as well. Because joy and happiness aren't the same thing. It's a really important idea to get as a Christian because often we think that God promises happiness and then things are not happy all the time. Sometimes things aren't great and you can think, oh, does that mean God doesn't love me? I thought God promised me happiness. He never promised you happiness. Sorry. He promised you joy though. And joy is better. Because there are some sad things that happen. Yeah? You kids, you can probably all think of some sad things that have happened this year. Yeah, maybe things have been disappointed. Maybe something hasn't gone your way. Maybe you're far away from your family. Maybe someone has died and that's sad or you've been sick. And I think as adults, we can all say, this year, I mean, it's kind of, it's been kind of hard, but it's been awesome as well. In some ways, but there's been some things that have been kind of hard about this year. But even when you're feeling sad, you can be full of joy as well. Now, there's this guy in the Bible called Paul, and he is pretty awesome. But he said this crazy thing. And he talked about himself as being sorrowful, yet always rejoicing. That's in 2 Corinthians. And the message translates it as being immersed in tears. Now, you guys, you know what tears are? This is when your eyes leak. So the eyes are leaking because you said, imagine so many tears that you could have a bath in them. That's a lot of sadness. It's kind of salty. I hope you're hydrating. But he talks about how I could be so sad that I could have a bath in all of my tears, but I'm still experiencing deep joy in my heart. You know, I think, is he crazy? Yeah. But it's, it's, it does work because we're not saying oh, life is easy. I'm not denying the reality that life is hard sometimes. But the trick is that the hard stuff isn't all we give our attention to. It's not what we fix our eyes on. The idea of, in the Bible, what we see in hope throughout the Old Testament is that joy isn't so much about what's happening right here, right now. Joy is rooted in what has happened, what God has done for us in Christ. 
the way that he's looked after us in our past. You know, you can think about your life, how God helped you with things. Yeah, we can all think, God help me with that. He's been faithful to me. And that gives me joy for right now. But joy is also about looking to the future. I know that I'm, I've got heavenly hope. I'm going to live with Jesus forever. And I've got hope for the future. And that makes me feel joyful right here, right now. And I want to encourage you guys that you can take a risk on hope and faith in God. And that's going to allow you to find joy even in hard places. Even when your friends are being mean to you. Even when there's no one who wants to play with you at break time. You can think about who God is for you and still be like, okay, on the inside. That's a really different thing. Um, I've read this great poem, and I'm hopefully we can get it up there. I'm not going to read all of it to you. But it talks about the difference, how joy and delight are difference to, different to happiness and pleasure. And the idea is if, that you don't, if you don't enter into joy and delight, if you don't let yourself feel joy and delight, you're going to find yourself overindulging in pleasure, binging on pleasure in a way that probably not going to take you where you want to go. Can we have that? Oh, I haven't memorized it. Um, <laughs> we must have the stubbornness to accept our gladness in the ruthless furnace of this world. I love this phrase. If the locomotive of the Lord runs us down, who knows what a locomotive is? Tessa? It is. She's done locomotives at school. The front of a train, really. But it does. It moves something from one place to another. If the locomotive of the Lord runs us down. We should give thanks that the end had, had magnitude. We must admit that there will be music despite everything. In this day and age, if you're joyful, you show that you are living in a different kingdom. Because joy is an act of defiance against the cynicism, the negativity, the grumpiness, the offendedness, the critical spirit, the whinginess. And I'm going to be honest, sometimes my kids do that for me. I'm in that space, I'm in that mood, and then my kids are joyful. They're outside singing a song, and I'm reminded, I'm like, oh, okay. Come on, let's refocus here. And so I want to say to you kids, like, don't grow up in that. Don't get like us adults who are all like, this thing happened uh, about everything, and we miss the joy, the joy of, of just like ex just little things, because that's something that kids do really well. So you can keep getting taller, but don't get boring and grumpy and forget about the joyful things of life. But there's two ways I want to talk about that help us to find joy. The first one is prayer. And when I'm talking about prayer, I'm talking about more than just please and thank you. It's kind of often how I've taught my kids to pray. If you want to pray, you say, thank you, God, for this, 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 and please, God, this, this, this. And that's, you know, that's kind of true. But there's more to, um, to prayer than that. Prayer is actually a lot more about listening to the voice of God bless us. We often talk about blessing as like a God did a thing for me. God blessed me with a new car. God blessed me with a new job. God blessed me with this baby. And yes, God does bless you with those things. But the best blessing are the words that he speaks over you that define who you are. And this is really, really important because we don't slow down often enough to hear the voice of God. We get too busy chasing the new car, the new job, the baby, the whatever, that we don't slow down to hear the voice of God for us. 
It's the way that a father speaks a blessing over you as his child. I went for a walk last night. I went to pray, and I thought, actually, I'm just not going to stop asking for things. I'm just going to listen. And the father, he spoke some beautiful things to my heart. He said things like, James, you're my son. This is what a blessing is like. This is Father God speaking, not me. Not literally, have no sons. You're my son. When you walk into the room, you bring joy. People are better off because you are around. When you wake up in the morning, I delight because you're awake and we can be together. I love the things that are placed in your life. I love watching them grow. And even though things may come that are hard or burdensome or make you sad, remember you are loved with an everlasting love. And nothing can change that about who you are. I'm never going to run out of patience with you. I'm never going to run out of kindness. I love you, my son. That is what the voice of blessing says to each one of us, but in a a different way for you. And I want to encourage you to make time for that this Christmas. Don't just get caught up in the busyness, in the shopping, in all of the whatever that you need to do. Take time to listen to the voice of the Father speak a blessing over you because that is what is going to bring you joy a whole lot more than all the trappings of Christmas. The other thing is presence. Not the wrapped up presence with a T, but the presence with a C that is I'm being present to this moment, slowing down, enjoying things. This is the kind of stuff we talk about like a kid does. For example, in my car, behind Ida's seat, I have a collection of sticks. Who likes collecting a good stick in the house? Yeah, Ethan Ethan knows a good stick when he sees a good stick. Well, I have a collection of, oh, this is a good stick, Mum. Can we take this home? I'm, I'm not seeing the joy in sticks that much these days but if I slowed down I probably could a whole lot more kids teach us that kids teach us to slow down to notice things and to appreciate them and that's hardest in adults sometimes and one thing that helps you kind of activate it is is practicing gratitude so is it a little exercise right now I want you to turn to one of your neighbors and tell them three things in your world right now that you are thankful for. Okay, three things I want you to think of. Hopefully you all managed to come up with something. Three things. There's probably a whole lot of things you could be thankful for, but we just end up focusing a lot on the things that are bugging us. I want to encourage you today that just like, remember how we imagined Jesus standing at our front door, ringing the doorbell or knocking? That Jesus does that for us all the time. Jesus is always standing there knocking and saying, will you, will you let me in? And, but here's the thing. Jesus doesn't barge into your life. It's not a forced entry, just come coming in. He's, he's polite. He waits for you to invite him in. And you don't need to tidy up first. Great news. In real life, though, children, you may tidy your rooms. Please do. Don't hear what I'm not saying. But you don't need to tidy up first to let Jesus into your life. When he comes in and we let let him make himself at home with us, 
changes everything. It means we get to live together for him, forever with him. And it changes the experience of life that we're having right now. And I just want to take a moment for, you, for us all to kind of figure out, where am I at with God? Because I don't know where you're at today. I don't know what your year has been like. I don't know what your experience um, has been or the hard things that might be happening for you or the great things that are happening for you. But if we can just take a moment just to, um, just to focus in on where we're at. Because even in the hard things that you might be facing, God is with you still. And he wants to bring you joy in those. So just now, we're just going to give, take a moment for people to respond. Because there might be some people here today who say, I've, actually, I've never invited Jesus into the, the house of my heart. He's standing at the door knocking, ringing the doorbell but I've never opened the door and say, hey, come on in. Or maybe for some of us, once he was in and we kicked him out, we said, actually, you're not welcome here anymore. But the great thing is he continues to stand there and say, hey, would you like to come? What, can I come in? I'd love to be with you. So I just want to give people a moment to respond. So if you could close your eyes, just it helps people to focus on. If you're here today and you'd like to say, hey, I want to invite Jesus into the the house of my heart or into my life to be more than just a guest. If that's you, you put your hand up and give it a wee wave so I can know that I'm praying for you. I see two hands over there. Is anyone else? I see a hand there. Is there a hand there? I think so, yeah. I see a few. If you feel like, oh, maybe this is me, but I'm not sure. If it feels like, I see that hand. If it feels like something's boom, boom, boom on your heart, it's kind of it. Is anyone else who would like to respond today? Awesome, I see those hands, guys. Yep, I see you, I see you. That's great, guys. Hey, what are we going to do? You can open your eyes. Let's all stand up together, because it's a really cool thing to be able to pray together. Okay, so what we do is I'm going to say a line, and then you can repeat it after me, if you feel like, oh, this is something I agree with, okay? So how about we all pray together so no one feels alone? Dear Jesus, thank you that you love me and you want to be with me. I open the door of my heart and invite you in. Make yourself at home. You can help yourself to the fridge. You can be the boss. Help me to follow you. Thank you that I can live with you forever. Amen. Amen.